something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studio in Lake Wales, Florida home of the premier radio bowling talk show PBA USBC Hall of Famer Len Nicholson started this show in 2002, and since then, he's recorded over 1,200 shows, featuring over 450 different guests. That's a literal who's who in bowling. In 1995, Len finished his lane conditioning relationship with the PBA in that same year. John Davis of the Kegel Company did ask him for his professional lane maintenance guidance. He's been with Kegel ever since. It's always fun and informative, and now the Phantom Radio Junior Bowling Club is here for all you future PBA Hall of Famers. The Phantom will tell you more. So, Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world for all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, you can always rely on the Kegel Company. So go to kegel.net. Well, Phantom fans, this week's guest is a man that I met a little over 60 years ago in the San Francisco Bay Area. He was on a prestigious junior bowling team that was sponsored by Glenn Smalcom, a man who was very wealthy, and he also sponsored several bowlers on the new Pro Bowlers Tour. That was run by Ted Hoffman. And as time went by and I moved away, we lost contact with each other until a couple of years ago when many of those same junior bowlers had a reunion over at Earl Anthony's Dublin Bowl that I attended. And I talked with our guests and found out a lot of interesting things, if not shocking things. And he is here with us this week, and I'm sure that you'll agree that he is an interesting man. And we probably won't have time today to do it all because, as I said, there's a lot to this guy, and I'm sure you're going to want to know about it. So, Phantom fans, here's my old friend, Joe Panko. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Well, I'm good, Pards. I'm glad we got together, and uh, it's going to be good talking with you. So. I'm going to ask you some questions about your past and your present. So, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Uh, uh, the uh, machines are set at the number one green position, so let it rip. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, as I mentioned, you've got an unbelievable resume and a bio, but let's look at it, as I mentioned, in small increments. And I okay. mentioned that junior team that you were on. And in short, I'm sure that was a great time in your life. And so, Tell us a little bit of a memory that you have of those days bowling that junior uh, league with those guys. Well, the Smokum Junior staff was started in 1967, and uh, for one reason or another, I didn't make the first uh, team uh, that uh, went around to Oregon and Fresno and uh, various places to do exhibitions. Uh, it's a group of uh, 10, 10 bowlers. And the second team, uh, the second year, 
we were excited to, I was excited to get picked because we went, uh, we were scheduled to go to Hawaii that year. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, there was 13 of us. Unfortunately, we've lost, uh, uh, a member to Brad Hoffman, unfortunately passed, passed away, but the, uh, the small junior staff was one of the best in the country. And, uh, we got a lot of great memories and a lot of great stories about, uh, about, uh, the junior staff. Boy, you know what? You're exactly right because I've been doing this show now for 21 years. And I have a lot of guys on here that, you know, were from the LA area and they tell me about coming up to L&L Castle Lanes and bowling against all you guys and all that junior stuff that went on. Uh, junior bowling was pretty big in those days, but as I mentioned, I want to talk about a few things at the same time. So after that bowling with the juniors, um, what did you do next? Well, the uh, uh, the junior bowling team went to Hawaii to uh, to help the kids in Hawaii get off the uh, get off the beaches. We uh, we were there to help uh, help on our football and little league baseball, and we did 18 exhibitions in 21 days. But uh, after uh, amateur bowling, uh, I felt uh, based on my my talent, I could go on the pro bowlers tour. So I applied for to the Professional Bowlers Association, and and uh, uh, three great uh, friends, Jim St. John, and remember Irv Collins? Yeah, Irv Collins signed my application at Carmen Salvino, and I went on the tour. I got a sponsor from uh, Roof Structures in uh, San Jose, California, and uh, they gave me uh, $3,000 to bowl 10 weeks, so it was pretty special. Well, you asked me if I knew Irv Collins. Of course I did. He was from uh, Belmatel Bowl, and I lived right next door to there when I was growing up. I saw it being built board by board. And that's really what got me interested in the game. Um, anyway, I could tell a bunch of stories about that, but I don't want to take up your time. So at, after your bowling career, basically, um, I know you had some high-powered jobs. What was the first one you had? Well, if you're in the bowling business, you have to drill bowling balls. So I did that for a while uh, and uh, enjoyed doing that. And, and if you're in the bowling business and you're able to uh, – learn the game i was able to teach people so i got paid for doing that and an interesting thing in college i uh uh i switched with uh, uh with the bowling coach at san jose state and taught bowling there for several years uh while he gave me credits uh, uh some other ways on my on my report card but uh from a actual work standpoint i got an opportunity to uh, work for the edna life and casualty company selling life and casualty insurance now, not to give anybody uh, uh, disparaging comments about that, it's a very difficult job. It's like uh, it's like shooting 900, really. It's uh, it's difficult to have uh, to have that assignment. But uh, I did well initially, had uh, some tough times, and and left that and uh, got a chance to uh, to to work for the great IBM Corporation. Now that was in San Jose, correct? Would they call that the, the big area down there? Well, in San Jose, I worked for the Aetna, and I worked in the Bay Area for selling life insurance. But the large IBM facility was in San Jose off of Cottle Road with um, uh, well over uh, almost 10,000 employees. But uh, my first assignment in, uh, for IBM was in uh, Oakland, California, for a few days. And as they switched the accounts, uh, uh, I got an opportunity to, uh, to start the majority of my career in San Francisco where uh, I enjoyed doing accounts receivable and uh, orders and movements, ordering typewriters and, and, and office products for, for IBM out of, out of Kentucky. So it was, uh, it was pretty special uh, to spend time in the three or four years in San Francisco. 
Yeah, as I said, uh, you were in some some big places at some big times of our careers and our life. Um, uh, you started traveling then, correct? After some time after that. Well, what happened was uh, I got promoted to San Jose. Uh, Jim Rossi is a uh, an old uh, a friend that still lives in in the Monterey area. He gave me an opportunity to work in finance in uh, in San Jose, and I worked there with several assignments, including uh, accounts payable, where I was a manager with John Weber and another another gentleman, and uh, worked accounts payable to where we got uh, we were paying our bills on time uh, with a new system, and it worked out well. And got promoted to Charlotte. So that uh, that started my traveling. All right, Charlotte, that rings a bell to me, but I'm sure it doesn't uh, bring any great memories to you. Um, tell us basically what happened in Charlotte. Well, Charlotte, I got various assignments. Uh, you know, there's a, a special bowler that bowled um, from Charlotte, the mouth from the south, uh, George Pappas. George and I bowled the first tournament, PBA tournament together that we each bowled. Uh, in, uh, at Saratoga Lanes in San Jose. He uh, went on to be a great uh, champion and a Hall of Famer, and I went on to be a, a pretty good IBMer over the years. So we, we uh, did various financial jobs in, in, uh, in Charlotte and uh, got uh, traveled pretty much around the world with uh, various uh, worldly opportunities in finance, uh, doing uh, a number of things for, for different organizations in, in IBM. So it was a, a, a pretty good, uh, good opportunity for my wife and my wife and myself, my wife Susan, started in San Francisco with IBM, and now uh, now we've been married 50 years and uh, and still live in the Charlotte area. All right, so you guys are uh, what you call antiques by now, right? <laughs> no, we uh, uh, living in Charlotte. Uh, I was still doing well with IBM. Uh, uh, going to New York maybe uh, one or two times a month to, for various meetings, various uh, projects on. Uh, on banking machines and uh, insurance machines and the like that we were making in Raleigh uh, and, and, and also in Charlotte. And unfortunately, when I was in, uh, in New York working for a few days on a project, uh, flying home on Wednesday night, September 20th, uh, the plane I was on was a U.S. Air Flight 5050 flying from uh, New York LaGuardia to Charlotte. Uh, our pilot uh, messed up on takeoff, and unfortunately, we crashed in the East River. I uh, I broke my back, hurt my head, and unfortunately, the ladies behind me were killed. Now, what year was that? That was in 1989, September 20th, 89. So, obviously, uh, you've been battling some health issues ever since, correct? Well, post-traumatic stress disorder is, uh, is a big challenge for many people, certainly folks coming back from the various wars. People that suffer a divorce or lose a loved one, a mother, father, or a child, perhaps, being in a, a, a car crash and the like, and certainly in my case, a plane crash. So along with uh, a broken back and a, and a severe uh, concussion syndrome, I uh, acquired a post-traumatic stress disorder. I got uh, various uh, assistance from doctors throughout the Charlotte area. And the doctors that saved my life were the doctors at the Duke Medical Center in Duke in, the, in Durham, North Carolina. Yeah, that's one of the best hospitals in the world. I know that for a fact. Uh, I follow sports all my life, and I know anything that happens down the southeast down there, uh, they send them to Duke to get fixed up. But, uh, you know, four years ago, I guess it was, when I saw you at Dublin Bowl for that uh, reunion, 
Uh, I saw you. I recognized you right away. You were still handsome. You were still well-dressed, which you always were. You were an immaculate dresser. And to look at you, I would have never known you were in a plane crash. But some of this stuff is hidden, you know, inside your mind and, and the back. So I, I understand we were talking before the show that uh, you're in the hospital right now, correct? Yeah, I've been fighting uh, uh, the healing process of a foot and ankle fusion of my right foot and ankle. A lot of my bowling buddies give me a hard time. I, the reason I have a bad foot and ankle is from kicking the rack, but that's not the case. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, it takes three months for the, uh, this particular procedure to heal. And uh, I'm currently getting a uh, treatment on an ongoing basis until February, excuse me, until April 4th. And, uh, that's when they'll take the external fixator off that I have on my leg, uh, to, uh, to, uh, help me with, uh, with, uh, the rest of the process. Okay. So this is a landmark, uh, interview. I understand uh, it's the only time in uh, 22 years that I've been doing the show. I've interviewed one of my friends that's in bed. So you're you're in that hospital bed right now, correct? Yeah, it's not much fun, but I'm talking to, to a great uh, uh, contributor to the game of bowling. Uh, I miss uh, certainly Glenn Smallcom and Ted Hoffman and, and a variety of friends that we've lost, certainly Dave Davis just recently. But uh, talking, to, it doesn't get much better than talking to you, man. Wow, wow, I really appreciate that, Joe. And, you know, as I said, when I saw you, I hadn't seen you for a long time, and I, I never would have known it that uh, you were in that terrible plane crash. And, uh, you know, uh, I know you're in good hands. Uh, so you got these hidden uh, brain issues or head injuries or subconscious issues, whatever it may be. Uh, do, do you have somebody to talk to to try to relieve that, or how does that yeah. work, Pards? The healing process uh, for post-traumatic stress disorder is a long, involved process, uh, and there's many different solutions. Uh, matter of fact, I've just uh, I've had many people encourage me to write a book, and I wrote, I've just written a book that's coming to uh, to close uh, right now uh, regarding post-traumatic stress disorder. And so, with that, uh, there's a lot of different techniques to use to get your mind off. Uh, the, the particular tragedies that you experience. One of the major problems in the early times was uh, uh, nightmares, terrible nightmares about the plane crash, uh, that, uh, that that plane was going to blow up and that, that I was going to drown, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and the, the nightmares kept going on and on. And, and then uh, uh, very, very difficult to, to fly after that. My parents and Susan's parents lived in California at the time. I was living in Charlotte. We had to fly back and forth uh, two or three times a year. And the flying process for the first 10 years was uh, very, very difficult. But with helpful hints from the medical team, like uh, Dr. Ed Craighead and Ranga Krishnan at Duke, uh, uh, along with the good Lord and the good wife, uh, it's, uh, uh, I, I made it, and I still continue to fly from time to time. You know, there's been several guys that I personally know uh, Two of them offhand, Earl Anthony, he's gone now, which is a tremendous loss. Uh, Don Carter, he's gone too. But uh, Johnny Petraglia, you know, they were in near misses, and they would never get on a plane again. So I can imagine how tough it would be to get back on a plane you know, after the thing uh, almost ended your life. But I'm telling you, Pard, you sound good. You sound like you got a positive attitude, which I know that's important. Uh, 
it's unfortunate you're still in the hospital getting fixed up, but uh, I guess with a good mind and a good doctor, which you say you have, uh, you're well on your way to recovery, I'm hoping. Oh, absolutely. And there's a lot of things to live for, uh, uh, especially talking to the fam. You know, there's a lot of good buddies that are still I still communicate with Barry Asher and Gus Lampo and uh, one of my all-time favorites, Keith Ramsky in, uh, in Texas. Like I said, that was interesting. I talked to Dave Davis on a Tuesday, and the good Lord took him the next two days later. But uh, it's fun to reminisce. I've talked to Johnny Pachagli from time to time and reminisce about him shooting 300 for $100,000 and the like. And, and the bowling, the game of bowling is still alive and well in my mind. And, mind and, and I've got friends that are 70. Hector Valenzuela is 70 years old, still bowling, averaging close to 630. It's about 740 uh, just the other evening. Yeah, he's such a good guy. And a couple of names you just mentioned, you know, uh, Johnny Petraglia, you know, uh, he shot 300 on TV. I did the lanes. And uh, later on, I saw him uh, give a, the cocktail waitress a $5 tip. He never gave me nothing. I got him 100 grand. You know, I didn't just bring him a drink. But uh, well, the, other name, <laughs> the other name you mentioned was Ski Peremsky. And Ski, as small world as it may be, that you mentioned him. He's the guy that gave me the name Phantom because nobody ever saw me work in the middle of the night. But yeah, and Barry Asher, he stays in touch with everybody. Uh, you named some great guys, Gus Lampo. I mean, it could go on and on, Bart. Well, what's interesting about getting a $5 tip from Johnny, I wouldn't give you a dollar because you're the guy that uh, changed my con the condition at uh, 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 Mel's Redwood City Bowl. I made the finals. I shot 840 to make the finals and Went from 24th to 4th the first night. You double oiled or triple oiled or did some phantom thing to the lanes, and I went from 4th to 20th. So thanks for nothing. <laughs> Man, you bowlers have some memory, you know, unbelievable. You know, I hear I hear some hassle about when you went up to 4th place. I don't hear no compliments about that, you know. <laughs> but that's part of the fun of it, Parge. You know, um. I'm curious because you're laying in the hospital. Uh, I, what, what, I don't want to get too personal, but what, what do you got for income? You got anything going on nowadays? Currently, uh, at age 73, I uh, uh, made a few investments, and, uh, and uh, IBM uh, has given me an excellent retirement. Um, some guy in Washington sends me a Social Security check every every month. Uh, but uh, at this at this point, we also have a uh, an eBay store for selling memorabilia and a variety of gifts. We also have a website called classicartgiftgallery.com where we sell, sell the gifts that we've been selling for the last, since the plane crash for the last 30 years. And so uh, um, we, we operate those to help charities. We do a wide variety of charity auctions throughout the country. We provide our items at cost. Everything above cost goes to the charity. And we get co uh, covered costs because we so that way we can do it again and again. And again and again, uh, last year is 130000 for folks. Uh, and in various years, it's raised as much as 300000 And I think I haven't kept score that well, but people have told me we've raised over $12 million for people. So it's pretty rewarding. Wow, that's awesome. So did your wife help you with this venture? Oh, absolutely. She's uh, she, uh, um Left IBM had a package to retire, so she left when she in the uh, middle 90s, and she uh, uh, designed the store that we opened and, and the like, and she was always involved in that, and, and, and just an expert in 
uh, a commodity called Boyd's Bears. Boyd's, uh, the Boyd's company out of uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, uh, makes resin items, stuff to stuff bears, and just a wide variety of gifts for, for all occasions. There's even a, a couple of great bowling uh, bowling items that I'll send you. It'll cost you, but I'll send them to you anyway. <laughs> you know, you mentioned Ted Hoffman, who kind of ran that junior program for Glenn Smalkin back in the day. Uh, his wife, Marilyn, uh, they were partners with Earl, and she's pretty much running that bowling center now at Dublin uh, with Earl's ex-wife, Susie Anthony, and and this other fellow you probably really know, at least you know his dad, uh, Mike Hillman, is helping them run that bowling center too, right? You know him? Well, yeah, Susie doesn't do much, as I understand, but uh, but Marilyn Hoffman is, uh, is a, a breath of fresh air in that center, uh, and the folks from uh, uh, the... the uh, Fremont area came up to help Maryland, and the, the bowling center is doing better than ever. Uh, a great tribute to uh, Earl in the in the in the concourse with trophies and memorabilia. Even uh, Ted Hoffman's uh, uh, Black Beauties there when he uh, made the finals and uh, shot several 300s with that Black Beauties in the in, in the trophy case. So it's uh, if you're in the area, go by Mel's uh, or go by uh, Earl's Bowling Center, the Dublin Bowl run by Marilyn Hoffman and the team. It's a great center. Wow, what a nice thing you said about her. She was a breath of fresh air. She was a thankfully a good businessman, a businesswoman that went along with Ted, who, who he knew how to dot the I's and cross the T's. Uh, so you, you mentioned you have a store basically involved with YouTube. Is that correct? No, with the, uh, eBay. There's an eBay store. If you go on, uh, if you go on eBay and uh, and pull up. Uh, uh, for example, Fuzzy Zeller signed flags, uh, or Jack Nicholas signed uh, Masters flags. You'll see, uh, you'll see some things there that, that we've gotten from various uh, golfers and and the like, uh, uh, and just all kinds of things that I collected over the years that I'm continuing to sell to build my estate. Our our estate, we're uh, going to leave uh, uh, funds when we pass away uh, for nurses. Nurses have been helpful to me, and we need nurses in the future. So. We're going to leave 10 uh, nursing scholarships a year for nurses and then one scholarship a year for uh, veterinarians. And uh, uh, my wife loves animals, so we're going to do that for the for a veterinarian at uh, NC State in, here in North Carolina. And um, another thing we just came up with is we love baseball. We've been uh, Charlotte Knight ticket holders for 30 years, and we're going to uh, put in our will that uh, the, the two tickets we have at the Charlotte Knight Stadium will be left uh, forever, and those two tickets will be given out uh, every game for vet uh, for veterans. Susie's dad Bob and my my dad Joe uh, were in the army in World War II, and it'll be great to give something back to, for veterans. So we'll uh, we'll leave those particular seats at Charlotte Knight Stadium for veterans. Wow, you are too much. See, I told everybody before we even started, you had a whole lot we wanted to talk about, and I still want to talk about more with you. Um, in fact, I'd like you to very slowly. Give us that website address again, where you have all your stuff on the on the internet, right? Good, correct. It's Classic Art Gift Gallery. The first word is classic, like you, Lenny, a classic. Uh, art, A R T, Gift Gallery dot com. Classic Art Gift Gallery dot com is uh, run by my wife Susan, and she does a great job with that. And then our and our eBay store is. Uh, called Ed Hatch One. Ed's an employee of mine for 25 years. And uh, Ed Hatch One will uh, 
take you through thousands of items, as does the other website that we have for, for sale uh, for people's uh, enjoyment. Well, that's fantastic. I know you don't have all the time in the world because you're laid up to do what you want to do, but I know you're going to get better soon. Uh, would you say April 4th was a day that they're going to be looking into you a little bit closer? Yeah, April 4th, they take off an external fixator uh, that's on my right foot and ankle that uh, fuses my leg, to, my foot and ankle together. Then I'll be in the cast for three months, and then after that, ballroom dancing. Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, this show is going to be on uh, on the Internet on March 15th, and uh, shortly after you get back on your feet, we're going to have you back on to get a catch-up to see what's going on. So. Anything you want to say before we close? Well, I'd like to talk more about our junior bowling team and how successful. We could do that next time. One of my big thrills in junior bowling was to uh, to bowl several hundreds, uh, never several, several 300 games uh, in, a, in a period of about three or four weeks. Uh, and uh, Joe Richards came to the uh, pro tournament in, at the Mills, and he said, Hey, Sonny, I'm, uh, I'm here to watch you bowl. I heard you've been bowling 300s lately, so I want you to shoot 300 for me. And uh, I said, okay, Mr. Richards, and uh, the tournament started, and uh, I opened the tournament with 300. So he wrote about it in New York Daily News. So we can talk about it a little bit that later. But most importantly, I, I encourage all young folks and middle-aged and, and, and uh, older folks, if they can physically, to go bowling. Bowling's a great sport, and uh, you meet a lot of great folks. Uh, whether you bowl well or not, it doesn't make any difference. You meet a lot of great folks, have a few refreshments from time to time. And, uh, and perhaps from time to time set a record like they did uh, a couple of days ago for the one-game record of 1,400 and something. Yeah, I saw that. Well, Phantom fans, the old clock and the wall tells we are out of time, and we look forward to talking to all of you again next week. We'll have yet another interesting guest to talk to, and I want to thank our sponsors, Storm Bowling and Brad Edelman from the High Rollers, along with Dave Kowalski the Hall of Fame coach from Michigan. But before closing, we're about to start a junior program here at Phantom Radio. So go to the Phantom Radio on Facebook and check out the Phantom Radio show. Uh, there'll be a lot of details on there about how to join. It's going to be free to juniors. We're going to give them away gifts. And uh, a lot of interesting things are going to happen on this website. In fact, everybody that joins is going to have their name mentioned on the radio show. And we're going to devote a certain amount of time every week to the juniors out there. And I appreciate Joe saying something about the junior program because that's our future. So for Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. And thank you, Joe Punko. Good luck. Get better. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Len. When you're down and troubled And you need some loving care And nothing, well, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me And soon I'll